What's up, world? Welcome to another wacky, waving, inflatable, arm flaying booster. Well, the fuck's up? Hey, we're here. We're living the pro wrestling lifestyle. We're living our gimmicks. We're shooting. We're working. We're doing it all. For you. It's wonderful. Man, life is fucking... I told you, life is going to be going at a million miles a minute. And it really is. It, it doesn't stop. You're lucky I get to sit down for two hours to do beef sticks, everybody. Everybody's lucky. It's like Vegas. Or not. Whatever. Smackdown Live in Sin City! Ow, 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 ow! Boy, it's going to be a shitty theme that, show. Right? Yeah, it's going to be a shitty theme show that gets more stage props than their best pay-per-views. Yeah, I'm, I'm just waiting for that. More graphics, more props, <laughs> more specific like ring entrances and, and uh, LED work. It's they're, they're putting a lot into this okay. for some reason. I'm not sure. I'm going to go out on a limb. And say Fondango and Tyler Breeze are going to get put in a tag team match against somebody. And it's going to be a Las Vegas gimmick match with all kinds of Las Vegas themed items for them to smash over their opponents. And that's what I'm calling. I hope it is. I hope it is. Because you can never have a well, Dominic Breeze. <laughs> uh, I'm sitting here. I'm looking at this video here. Something's missing. Uh oh. I wonder what it could be. What's he gonna do? Is he gonna come back naked? You'll just have to wait and find out. And you can only tell on the Beef Sticks podcast on YouTube. Like, comment, and subscribe. <clears throat> I suppose now's as good a time as any to give a shout out to our sponsor, Monster Wear Clothing. If you need decals or t shirts done in a great rate, with excellent quality, hit up my boy Corey Matthews, Monster Wear Clothing. He'll hook you up. They got everything you need sourced locally. You don't have to worry about expensive shipping and handling from occur overseas. Occur overseas. Occur overseas. What's up, Fat Mac? Oh, there you go. You had your eyes on. You can't wear your eyes. Not for these people. Not for these people. Plus, I, I, I opened a few more buttons because I heard you talking about me getting naked. I just thought, you know, hey. You know. Let it fly. Let it fly. Uh, oh, no. No. no, Not not so much. It's you okay. Pay. It's okay. You gotta pay. Nipple didn't quite break screen. Nope. 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 We're good, <laughs> We're good on this. I definitely want to take a moment to thank you guys for watching us on YouTube. Every week we get views, and it, it feels really good that you're willing to sit and watch us. And it feels even better that you're still willing to sit and listen. We appreciate it. We appreciate it. We know it's two hours out of your day, and everybody, everybody's super busy. If y'all's life is anything like Pasty Whites and Fat Max, y'all are busy as shit. So we definitely appreciate y'all taking a couple hours out of your day. And we hope that... As with us, this gives you a chance to just unwind and relax and let loose 
and maybe get a little of that shit off your chest that you've been wanting to. Maybe we'll say the shit that you just won't say because you're a little more polite and a little more better human being than us. Because I'll admit <laughs> it, we're the scum of the earth, and we're going to fucking just let you know it. You know, I went camping last weekend, and I've, I invited a few friends, and the couple of friends that were out there uh, came, and they were talking to me, and they said, you know, we finally got around to listening to B-Sticks podcast, or at least part of it. Had to shut it off when that guy was talking about more crabs than the girls on the res. I'm like, he's a native. <laughs> Chill out, man. You know Freedom what? of I, speech. I might I can, be left-sided, but I'm not Antifa. If I can piss off fucking a hundred people out there and make one person laugh, I did my job. And I ain't talking about making the one person laugh. I'm talking about just pissing off the hundred people out there. I'm glad I could do that for you. And for those of you that are having a hard time handling the Fat Mac, get over it! Picture him like you do your favorite stand-up comedian. Say maybe even Louis C.K. I think that's fair, and I think that might give you some so. grounds there. Yeah. It's it's all in comedy. Everything is to get somebody to laugh somewhere. We don't, mean offense, is, we don't mean a lot of hate. That's not the point of B-Sticks Podcast. No. No, no. The bottom line is, I literally love everybody. The first time I ever meet you, I'll give you a fucking hug. I love everyone. I got nothing against anyone, except for the people that give me something to to be against them, which would be personal. And there's very few people. I I don't think I've ever shot on anybody on this show. I don't think I've I've let out a shoot on this show at all. I don't think there's a certain at all a person that I've bad mouthed on this show. Um, and that's because I do. I love, and I want this show to be about love, and I want this show to be about enjoyment, and I want this show to be about happiness. Be happy. I'm going to tell jokes, and some of my jokes are going to offend people, and I apologize. But they're just that. They're jokes, and they're jokes meant to make you smile. So just smile, man. And you can always rest assured on the Beef Sticks promise. We will offend everybody equally. Oh, fuck yeah. <laughs> You goddamn uh, God New Jersey sponsor, bastards. <laughs> our newest sponsor, the 7th Almost Annual Holoblaze, live December 16th at the Opinion Brewery in Newport, Minnesota. Dude, the shit is going to be live. I think we've got time for 14 acts, wow. almost nine hours of music. I think we're going to have, oh, God. The best bands in Minnesota, the best hip-hop, pure hip-hop, it's going to be the shit. And beyond just the music, there is going to be a plethora of side attractions and things for you to do and partake in that are just going to accent the entire evening. It's going to be a night to remember. So if you're free, and you know, if you put it on your calendar now, you should be Saturday, December 16th, 2017, the seventh almost annual Holoblaze. Brought to you by Cloud Style Broadcasting and Seahorse Productions. This is going to be a big-ass shindig, folks, and you want to be there. Um, it's it's going to be a blast. I've been to Holoblaze before. I'm going to continue to go every time I can. Uh, some great acts on the card so far. You've, and been, it, you've been to Holoblaze in the country. You haven't been to Holoblaze where it should be. 
You ain't been to a Hall of Blaze yet. But it'll be uh, there's some there's some great acts signed up already. It's it's and it's only gonna get better. It's mind melting. I've got people I never would have imagined possible coming out of the woodworks. It's ridiculous. It's crazy. Suppose I can let it drop here. It's the same four that I shared all over the book of faces. First four acts on the roster is, you know, me and strategy. Yours truly, the Northern Lights. Then there's our boy Trip City. Gotta always bring Trip along for the ride. A lot of love for that man. Fat C and Professor Fresh. And I'm calling us the Repeat Offenders Club. Nice. You know, Professor Fresh has played every single Hall of Blaze, and I think Fat C's played all but one or two. Nice. So pretty, pretty, pretty exciting. And I think we're going to have a really, really good show. Really good show. It's a really, really good show, folks. You're not going to want to miss it. It's a really good show. Ha! <laughs> I remembered why I don't drink screwdrivers anymore. The old heart can't take it. It's burning. That being said, folks, don't forget to visit our Patreon page either. If you like what you see here, uh, YouTube strictly demonetizes anything that's wrestling related. So any and every little bit of help you're willing to shed our way was much appreciated. That is patreon.com forward slash cloud style. Uh, Except it's a backslash. It should be a forward slash. So I'm, you nope. should double check Everything that. Backslash. Everything's backslash, homie. No, that's it's a forward slash if it's on the internet. Look it up. Sorry. Nope. <laughs> You're wrong. You look it up. So you can show yourself. No, you look. I don't. I don't think you're gonna believe me when I prove it right now. HTTP backslash backslash forward slash. If the top is leaning forward, it's a forward slash uh, pasty. No, if the bottom is leaning backward, it's a backslash. (laughs) Hang on, folks. Go to Patreon and find Cloud Style. Find us on Facebook and heat this debate up. Is it a backslash or a forward slash? What, what do you want it to Only be, this. A backslash is a backslash. I'm, lo- I'm wrong. I know you are. It's a forward slash. It's been a forward slash since the beginning of the internet. <laughs> Everybody calls it a backslash. Who? Actually, a lot of people, a lot of people call it backslash for some reason, but it has always been a forward slash. (laughs) So for you folks out there, whether, whether you call it a back or a forward slash, put that slash mark in (laughs) because you know which slash mark we're talking about. You only use one for the internet. (laughs) Right. You only use one for anything. What do you use the other fucking slash for? Um, to make those like uh, like this symbol and stuff, you use them for that, <laughs> but that's about it. Uh, not a lot else. Just for emojis. That's all it's used for is emojis. Uh... Folks, I won one, finally! I'm usually wrong. I got one right. I feel happy. I'm proud. I'm, gonna stick my chest I'm proud of you. I'm really disappointed in myself, and I think now I have to sit back and question reality a little bit. <laughs> dude, dude! What, dude? 
I'm telling you. I'm telling you. What? What are you trying to tell me, boy? I'm trying to tell you what it's called when your whole life you thought it was one thing and then it's another. It's the Mandela Effect all over again! No, it's not. Effect. You thought of the next time. theory. Look it up. What? It's called the Nelson theory. It's always been called <laughs> the Nelson theory. Look it up. It's the Nelson theory. <laughs> the, fact that, the fact that forever it was always a backslash, and then all of a sudden you entered a time where, for some reason, for some reason we don't know why. But for some reason, it is now the Mandela, f- or <laughs> forward slash the Mandela effect. You know what I think it is? Before we connected tonight, you said I had to give you a 15-minute warning. And I responded with, go back in time and give yourself a, f- a warning. And I think you went further back in time and changed that shit. Just fuck me over. And I said... You gotta help me fuck you. That's what I said. Hey, you know what? The truth the truth of the matter is, and folks, if you want to learn more about this, go check out my latest edition of Fantastic Fables up on Spreaker.com. But if you wanna if you wanna know, the truth is that time doesn't exist. Time doesn't exist at all. So Tell that to my work. They can measure your productivity. They can't measure time. It's a good episode. Wait, One of my favorites. I had a lot I'm of fun making that. Yet, but you're telling me a clock does not measure time. No. And and I, I explain. I'll give you an example that I use on my, on my show. Have you ever sat with somebody and watched them? Actually, no, no. Let's go with work. You said work. Have you ever spent four hours at work and thought it felt like six hours and then went on a 15-minute break and it felt like five minutes? Yes. That All can't the time. Happen. If, if time is measurable, that can't happen. Four hours cannot feel like six hours. It's impossible. If it's measurable. If it's measurable. That's just like saying that two feet is longer than two feet. It can't be. It's always going to be two feet. Time, okay. Time I is not measurable. I got you. I got you. Little sneak peek before you guys go check out that Fantastic Fables. Check it out. It's good. And that's another plug for another Fantastic Fables, but on the same subject, which rewires, which rewires, it rewires your thinking, motherfuckers. There you go. But it also requires a, uh, (laughs) it requires a audio clip. And that, that audio clip would be for our beer drinking. Because I think it's about time for us to discuss our, our alcohol drinking, I should say. Hey, I like that. That's fair. I think it's time for us to discuss our alcohol drinking. So, Pacey, what right do you think? About now. Refrigerator, why do I love you so? Why do I love you? Because you hold my food and my beer, so you're my heart and soul. Get in my belly, baby. Refrigerator. Yeah. There you go, folks. If it wasn't for the refrigerator, the screwdriver I'm drinking right now would not be deliciously cold. No, it would And I would be very sad. 
not as sad as I think you would be if, if your beverage wasn't cold. That's probably true. So, I'm actually drinking two beverages tonight. One, um... Two, 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 two. One of them is, is a Don't. leftover from a recording of Fantastic Fables that I did with a uh, reoccurring guest host. The first reoccurring guest host, Pasty, you lost out on that gig. Yeah. Uh, B was now my second uh, second time on the show, and we, we did uh, the Mario Brothers movie. A horrible, <coughs> horrible movie that some of you might remember from your childhood. Um, what, but I love it's, it. It's terrible, but it's great. It's You know what? That's what I thought. I was like, oh, it's one of those that's so horrible, it's fun to watch. But I haven't watched it in a long time, and it, it wasn't even enjoyable. <laughs> I had a hard time getting through it. But since my sister, who is B, cat's out of the bag, was here, and she is a crazy aunt to my son Mitchell, I got myself crazy aunt gin and tonic style ale. Uh, That's that weird. Sound, yeah, right? That sounds odd, and it tastes just as odd. It doesn't taste like any type of ale, beer, or or any kind of beverage like that. It actually, it kind of tastes like gin and Sprite bottled. Or canned, I should say. Um, I, I'm going to go out and say, I wouldn't buy it again. But it's okay. It's okay, and I could see maybe on a hot summer day, having like one or two of these out on the deck. But definitely not something I'd sit and drink a lot of. But that's just one can, and one can can't get me through Beefsticks podcast. So I went out and got a sampler pack that I'm going to be sampling throughout the next few weeks with y'all. And yeah. this one is the Schwartz beer, Shells Schwartz beer, bottled at Schwell's I see a Schwartz is as big as mine. Damn right, New Ulm, Minnesota. Um, this is part of their uh, fall. Sampler pack. Um, come on, everything shells is good. If you haven't had a shell, oh yeah, I fucking love shells. Crack one open, and it really don't get that much more local than that to you, anyways. Yeah, between that and Brow Brothers, those are probably the two closest breweries. Um, this one is a nice dark beer. Um, um. Almost smoky, not quite, but it's dark, a little heavy. Um, doesn't have that bite at all. Definitely an anti-IPA. Anti-IPA, but not hard and not harsh. It's a, it's a mellow, dark beer, if that makes any sense. Um, almost like a... with I don't want you to think of chocolate flavor, but almost like how a dark chocolate is a mellow, harsh chocolate. Take that. It's a Schwartz beer. For all the German folks out there, uh, Schwarzenegger, this one's for you. Even though you're Austrian, Schwartz, you know, give it up for the Schwartz, the Germans. Oktoberfest is coming up, folks. Yeah. I hope to make Man, it. the year has flown by, and we spent most of it with you guys. And I think yeah. that might be why the time's flown by so fast, because, God damn it, we can't get through two hours without it being like, holy shit, time's up. And with that being said, folks, 
Time's up. See no. you later. Goodbye. <laughs> you don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. Oh, shit. We're still on. Whew. Holy shit. Oh. So I saw on the interwebs earlier today. Fucking well, interwebs. before we get into that, we'll just start with the headline. Sharknado is real. What I saw on the interwebs earlier today stated that Hurricane Irma, off the coast of Florida, has actually picked up sharks out of the water. So it might not be a Sharknado, but it's on a much more grand scale. Right. And, yeah, that's that's it. Sharknado is legitimate. Deal with that, folks. Deal with that. You know what? After uh, after seven, eight movies, I mean, it's it's bound to happen in real life sooner or later, right? I mean, right. Hello. I mean, you think back to uh, what was it, twenty eleven, when people were doing bath salts and turning into zombies? Remember I mean, shit, shit, it does yeah. happen. Yeah, fucking crazy. Naked people running around the streets, biting people's faces and necks. I know. I used crazy. to call that Saturday night. Not going down from a taser. <laughs> I like to Fuck. be naked. Yeah. Sharknado, man. It's, um... Who would have thought that that movie would make so much money? Such a profitable series. It's great. I mean, everybody loves movies about, like, aquatic horrors to start with. Uh, like Plus... The Little Mermaid? She was an aquatic horror. No, that's an aquatic horror. What would you say? Horror. Oh, 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 like Jaws. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. I thought you were talking about, like, Ariel, you know? Or Piranha, for that matter. I love Piranha. That Anaconda? was a good fucking... Remember Anaconda? Anaconda? That was a horrible movie. Aquatic horror, yeah. How about Titan Boa versus Giga Crocodile? Those what movies you can only watch... <laughs> what, was, what was the one, Deep Blue, where fucking uh, uh, Samuel L. Jackson gets eaten by a shark? Yeah. Is that deep blue? Yes, yes, indeed. That was the predecessor to Snakes on a Train, if you ask me. That was Sharks on a Submarine. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody read that and they're like, what if we put this movie in the sky? But we but we kept Samuel L. Jackson. We need him or he's not the movie. <laughs> but he Which, plays a different character. To be fair. Because he's by shark. Well, wasn't Deep Blue basically just fucking Jurassic Park underwater? Because <laughs> that was Samuel L. Jackson on land with dinosaurs, and they moved it underwater with sharks, and then in the sky with snakes. Just put Samuel L. Jackson in a contained area with some sort of fucking reptile or amphibian or some sort of beast that isn't a mammal. They cannot be real. <laughs> Because he won't work with real animals. At some point in his childhood, he had dreams to be like Steve Irwin. <laughs> right? <laughs> but that all changed when a traumatic event happened. And the fat Mac could tell you more about this traumatic event. Well, what happened was Samuel L. Jackson was outside. He's nine years old. Nine years old. And he was outside and he was playing. And what happened was a salamander came up. And it was a salamander. And he's like, oh, it's cute. It's a little salamander. And he went down to pet the salamander. 
Now, this guy is living in the urban areas, okay, folks? He went down to pet the salamander. He didn't realize there was a rat by it. Rat jumped up and bit him. Bit him. And it took off. Well, Samuel L. Jackson thought the salamander done bit him. And the rest of his life, he was like, oh, my gosh. All aquatic creatures are horrible. <laughs> but he had many pet, pet rats over the years. No, he kept pet rats, pet mice. He had ferrets that <laughs> he, he had two a set of ferrets that, that he called Key and Peel. And it's funny because this was long before Key and Peel were a thing. I mean, it was just that's actually pets. where they got their names. They were hanging out with Sam Jackson. Yeah. yeah. They're, their real names aren't fucking Jason Key and Robert Peel, or whatever the <laughs> fuck their names are. Michael Key and Peel. Egon Peel. <laughs> from the e- Ghostbusters. E- <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so, I mean, long story short, folks, that's how Samuel L. Jackson got into all these movies. It was, uh, it was, it was an, a, a damn salamander and rat tag team combination man can you believe if he would have just saw that rat we could have had rats on a roller coaster all these years rats on a roller coaster <laughs> i i imagine um the rick and morty episode with jerry where they're fighting on the roller coaster but i imagine samuel l jackson and then giant rats instead god that would yeah, be the, a great movie that would be epic that would that would be so great. Yeah, they could still do it. They could still do it. They might. They might. They could still fucking do it. There's grounds <laughs> to be explored with Samuel L. Jackson yet before he dies. I mean, what he's he's not going to be uh, Nick Fury anymore, isn't that the? Isn't he not in the new movie or whatever? Uh I actually haven't heard anything about that. I'll be pretty sad if that's true, though. I did hear that, that that Samuel L. Jackson's Nick Fury is not in the new movie coming up. What That's stupid because um, they killed him off and then brought him back. What's the point in bringing him back if he's just going to disappear again? What is the just new let movie him be coming back. up? Um, uh, we're to the um, Infinity Wars. Infinity Wars, yes, yes, sir. That's what I, I I just read a little bit on that. I didn't look into it, so I don't know who who fucking knows. Um, I'm so behind in Marvel cinematography, I, I need to catch up. I haven't watched any of the Guardians of the Galaxies. I'm like two of I'm a, I'm one and a half Avengers movies behind. I haven't watched the new Spider-Man ones, which I know isn't Marvel Cinematic Universe, but still. Yes, it is. Them. Spider-Man Homecoming is in the Cinematic Universe. Oh, yeah, the new yeah, Venom. Yeah, it is. New Venom movie is a, is a Sony movie, but they're going to make it rated R, and the Marvel Cinematic Universe wouldn't allow that. Yeah. So, I, I think, and, and if Sony and, and Marvel can't get along and just share all the assets the way they should, I feel like this is what they should do. Sony should do the more dark and gritty movies that you couldn't make PG-13, and and Marvel, sh- they should have Spider-Man. And well, I think and, if and they can and... Spider-Man and play nice, I think it'll be a really good time. And Fox should follow suit. Fox should follow suit and give some of the uh, mutant characters over to Marvel. And uh, and then they can do some of the darker Deadpool, Logan, and darker uh, X-Men movies. You know what I mean? Right. But, let some, but let some of their characters over. You know, the, they, the Mar- Marvel skimmed by through a loophole for letting uh, Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver in there. 
But they were called miracles, not mutants. They're never referred to as mutants. They're right. miracles. And uh, I think I think they need to do that because there's so many, I'd say 50%, maybe not quite, but at least in my mind, 50% of your big names of Marvel superheroes are in the X-Men universe. I mean, it's right. a huge chunk. I feel like they kind of waited a little bit too long, though, because, I mean, you don't got Hugh Jackman as Wolverine anymore, and that would have been great to have alongside of uh, Iron Man, you know what I mean? Yeah, but isn't Tony Stark done with Iron Man too now? I don't think it's yet, but it's going to be soon. I think, yeah, I think Tony Tony Stark, or not Tony Stark, but um, Robert Downey Jr., I believe he's done with Iron Man after after whatever he's contracted for. I don't know if he's contracted for one yeah. more Iron Man movie or not. <clears throat> I, I did mean, read that... somewhere about a year or a year and a half ago that they're going to start pulling um, alternate heroes from other dimensions to take the roles as the actors stop wanting to play those roles. Right. So I and think we'll always have some semblance of an Iron Man, you know, we'll always, well, you know. And they should, because that's how the comics always did it. You know, I mean, some of the some of the characters are, quote-unquote, the original, but the, 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 the in the comics, the, the superheroes change from who they are down the line. You know, Batman didn't always stay Batman. Flash wasn't always the same Flash. And so forth and so on. I, I mean, even Wolverine, even Wolverine, the all-new Wolverine, comic book followed x-23 and that'd be cool if they kept uh the gal who played x-23 in the upcoming x-men movies i'd be okay with that i thought she was did an amazing job yeah and we definitely need to see i mean i guess there's possibility if spider-man does go back to sony after this three movie stretch and infinity wars um we'll actually be able to see a crossover of spider-man and and deadpool which would be good that would be cool. They play and well you know, together. Marvel Cinematic Universe or whoever wants it could always have the the uh, Miles Morales Spider-Man. Right? Yeah. No, they were talking about that years ago. Uh, that was supposed so, to be before... Um, no, right after the Amazing Spider-Man series. That only got two movies off the ground. It was the worst, I think. <laughs> yeah. I don't well, even I think I watched the first one. I watched the second one once. And like... Jamie Foxx is dubstep man. He can create dubstep with his electrical fists. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't even. I didn't <laughs> even watch it. I didn't. But you know, I, I know. I know. I've talked about it on Fantastic Fables. I think you and I have talked about it on here. The um, Spider-Man Homecoming is the my uh, is the Miles Morales Spider-Man. They just use Peter Parker in the place of Miles Morales. But the whole origin and his whole. Um, all of the people that he surrounds himself with, his friends and his allies, that's all ripped out of the Miles Morales storyline. It's not Which is kind of terrible. It's kind of terrible. They just whitewashed Black Spider-Man. Black Mexican, but yeah. <laughs> I mean, when I when you say Black Spider-Man, I just think of the symbiote suit, so... <laughs> we gotta got be a little specific. <laughs> African American Spider Man. There. African Mexican American Spider Man. Why are you always shitting on the Mexicans? How come I get the backlash for being fucking racist and you're the one shitting on the Mexicans? Well, you know, as Peter Griffin always said, sex turns straight people gay and gay people into Mexicans. Everybody goes down a notch. <laughs> yeah. I like to be gay every now and then. But then again, I like to be Mexican every now and then, too. 
And you know, you can combine the two with a good old Dirty Sanchez. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. You think you guys could ever talk about wrestling? No, bitch, shut up. Is that Was that a subtle hint that we should get talking about wrestling? No, I don't think so. I think that was a strong hint that we should just stay away from it. <laughs> I, I want I want people to post in the comments. What I mean, what are you tuning into more, or do you just love our our blend? But I mean, I mean, we're not gonna stop talking about wrestling, but like you know, and we're not gonna stop bullshitting. But what what do you enjoy more? What 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 do you like to get out of this, man? Do you love our banter back and forth about bullshit that has nothing to do with anything, or do you like just hearing about the wrestling and what's popping and all that, or or what do you enjoy? Let us know. We can fine-tune it to this or that or the other, you know what I mean? To give you a little bit of what you want. Let us know in the comments below. Like, subscribe, you know, click the notifications. And for the love of everything that is holy, if you're watching us live on YouTube, participate in the live chat. Interact with the show. Give us something to go off of more than ourselves, because we could have a wild time with you. And if you're not listening to this live, do better next week. Tough love. That's how we do around beef sticks. Hey, man. Tough hey, man. love. No lubrication. Yep. As a friend of mine once said, every now and then you got to just dip the cock in glass and give him a little pleasure, you know? Just a little pleasure. There you go. <laughs> Oh, but we, you know what? We can talk about wrestling. We can. I think we're able to. And right was... after this heartburn medication break. <laughs> there is actually a, a good deal to talk about. Um, not, not the biggest, but, but some big news. Um, two big things are happening right now that are actually the same thing, but one's really? a shoot and one's a work. Okay. So, that kind of makes this interesting. And, and they aren't related. One wasn't related to the other. You have to assume one wasn't because of the other or vice versa or whatnot. So, one of the biggest stories coming out of this week. Excuse me. Came from a GFW, that's Global Force Wrestling, press release that stated an initiative which provided information on partnerships with media companies for television exposure. Now, these initiatives included plans to launch the quote-unquote Global Wrestling Network, basically the same thing as the WWE Network. It's a multi-digital platform service designed to give fans around the world instant 24-hour access to extensive Global Force Wrestling and Impact Wrestling Libraries. They say extensive Global Force Wrestling Libraries, but that's got to be like seven hours tops. Right. I, mean, I give it seven hours tops of shit that you could stream from GFW. So it's all fucking TNA Impact, okay, folks? <laughs> um, also, there's plans to launch the Impact Wrestling channel on Pluto TV, which is a 24-hour live feed of content on the leading free OTT, which is over-the-top television service in the U.S. 
um, an extension with their Pop TV uh, contract in the U.S. to continue airing its flagship weekly show, Impact Wrestling, on Thursday nights at 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 Central, if you live where we live. Uh, and a distribution deal with Seven Sports, which is a sports business unit of the Pro Sibian Sat One Group. The first time I read that, I read Pro Sibian, and I thought it was like a bunch of chicks riding an electric cock. And I was like, I'm signing up for that fucking network right now. But it wasn't. Um, <laughs> but that that deal would bring Impact back to screens in Germany, Austria, Switzerland, via. Uh, Fighting, which is a, a network over there. Now, keep in mind, these are just plans, and none of these actions are actually official or finalized. So this is what they plan to do. There's a chance none of those could happen. And a big... Um, yeah, in the case of Global Force, you know, chances are pretty good. Yeah, and a big reason about um, perhaps their, their, their biggest one, which they need the most, being uh, Pop TV... PWInsider.com, which we get a lot of news from because they're very trustworthy and they tend to break news the most. They have provided details on Jeff Jarrett's immediate leave of absence from GFW, stating Ed Nordholm, which is the head of Anthem Entertainment, was the person to make the decision and met with Jarrett personally in Nashville earlier that day. Additionally, it is noted that the decision was only made a few hours before the announcement. It said Jarrett did not know the move was coming, and he was actually scheduled to host an NFL fantasy draft party for the GFW locker room, which apparently ended up being hosted at GFW headquarters, probably by Ed Nordholm or fucking someone else. Could have been Bobby Lashley. Who knows? Uh, according also to PW Insider, the general belief is there was unhappiness in the company with alleged erratic behavior, quote-unquote, and not actually a decision based on disappointment and creative direction. So this was not so much a professional deal, but almost a behind-the-scenes deal. Right. It was said that the decision has been building for several months, with the final straw being Jarrett's appearance at Triple Mania, which for those of you who don't know, that's Triple AAA, A's biggest wrestling event. Triple A is the largest calm down now. company in Mexico, and that's their biggest event. That's their WrestleMania, Triple Mania. Get it? Um, and uh, the, the final straw was Jarrett's appearance at Triple Mania. Does that mean it's three times as good? Uh, usually is, yes. <laughs> and this cited that Jarrett was reportedly stumbling on the ring steps and his physical appearance posed him to be possibly inebriated during the show. Which just is not good in a professional setting. Sources also told PW Insider that Jarrett's troubling personal behavior also includes Jarrett's handling of the Broken Hardy situation, which uh, he's gone out and actually both gave Hardy's credit and shit on them. Sometimes in the same interview, he's been very bipolar on that. Also, him trying to stay between Nordholm and the wrestling side of the business with Anthem. So almost putting himself as a, uh, a blocking piece in between there. And it also noted less than professional behavior while socializing and or drinking with Alberto El Patron, who is a friend of his. Um, I, could, <laughs> I could see that. 
I can see both. Did he there. hit page two? <laughs> he, he probably slapped her up a few times. They don't call him slap nuts for nothing, buddy. <laughs> now, do you think? Do you think? Do you think El Patron recorded him banging her? <laughs> I think. I think there's definitely video of Jeff Jarrett fucking Paige out there somewhere. I'm gonna go on record and say that. Um, Xavier Woods might have been involved. I want Xavier Woods <laughs> just to be in the background playing the trombone, you know? <laughs> just just with the fucking with the slap nuts. With the nuts slapping. <laughs> just keep rhythm. <laughs> I wanna see that fucking video. <laughs> Uh, which brings up a point in regards to El Patron's status with the company. It is said that Nordholm, who is again the head of Anthem Entertainment, was willing to let him was willing to let El Patron go due to the Orlando Airport incident, which we covered at length both here on Beefsticks Podcast and Fantastic Fables. <clears throat> and Jarrett was said to actually calm the situation, but that may change with Jarrett taking a leave of absence. A, uh, a unnamed source speaking on the situation said, with everything going on, Jarrett needed a break and tried to keep the peace, but he desperately wanted his company back and wanted to prove to everyone he was right all along with his vision. Selling gold makes money. I think is his vision. <laughs> Buy gold, question marks, profit. <laughs> yeah. That, that's the Jeff Jarrett plan. And the underpants gnomes, both. He he knows he's, he's worked under the tutelage of the underpants gnomes. He knows their style. So moving forward, <laughs> it is believed that Karen will end up being gone as long as Jeff is gone. <coughs> uh, but Scott D'Amour, who's been with uh, TNA for a long time, also worked in WWE. If you remember, he was the coach for the uh, uh, Team Canada in NWA. Um, and Dutch Mantel, who has both worked for TNA and WWE. <clears throat> um, they will both remain on board, as well as Jim Cornette, who just came in as an on-air character recently. There were a number of meetings regarding the future of the company, with a source reporting that Big John Gaborik, um you might know Big if you watched any of the uh, Tough Enough um, reality shows that WWE put out a while back. He used to be a talent scout for WWE, and he's worked backstage in TNA for a long, long time. He he was retained as sort of a plan B if Jeff Jarrett didn't work out. So they, they kind of seen this coming. They knew it may happen, and they've always had him in the back. Uh, although some downplayed it, there is some belief that uh, Big John inherited a lot of power within the company with Jeff Jarrett being out. So that's uh, kind of big news. This is now the second time Jeff Jarrett has been kicked out of his own company. That's um, that's that's pretty sad. Not a lot of people get that once in their lifetime. He's had it twice. You know, I think of the... Um, what was it called? The Men's Warehouse? You remember the Men's Warehouse pasty? Oh, yeah. He used to have the, 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 the commercials, and he was sitting there, and he's like, you're going to like the way you look. I guarantee it. I remember hmm. there was a big deal like five years ago when when the, the board of directors kicked him out, and it was like he was gone. 
The sad, the sad thing is, I haven't heard anything about the men's warehouse since I heard about that happening. So I don't know whatever <laughs> happened. I don't know if they still have commercials or if they still got bills. I don't know. Somebody let us know. Is men's warehouse still out there? Do they guarantee that we're going to look good? These are the answers we need to know. This is what Beef Sticks Podcast exists for. Um... So uh, that that's pretty damn sad. Um, and in all honesty, that probably would have gave him our Jerry of the Week. Our Jerry of the Week is coming up later. Um, so that tells you how sad that is. The man getting kicked out of his company twice didn't even get the Jerry of the Week. But um, moving along on this, because there's more. There's more. This is this is sad. This is TNA all over again. They changed their initials to GFW. Shit hasn't changed. It's sad. Uh, I'm switching over to Crazy Aunt real quick, but we're gonna we're gonna keep going. Sports. All right. By the way, Men's Warehouse does still exist, Woo-hoo! though they closed 250 stores last year. See, see, because he isn't there guaranteeing how I'm gonna look. That's why. Right. You need that guarantee. How are you? Uh, how else are you supposed to feel good about yourself? I usually do it by sticking a finger just right. Right on the taint, like in between the sack and and, and, and the the hole, and I usually just just do a little circuit. I do a little circuit. That's how I feel good about my. I, 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 yeah, that's how I feel good about myself. Like like a temple massage for your gooch. Yeah, yeah, you know how it is. Splooge everywhere, go. man. I splooge everywhere. It's amazing. <laughs> um. So now, Sports that's how Illustrated. He's That was <laughs> that was rough even for me, Doc. <laughs> I got a delayed punchline rim shot in there. I like it. <laughs> so, woo! Sports Illustrated, which is a very reputable news source for anything sports and entertainment related, covered this story, adding that GFW is literally hemorrhaging funds. Shit's shooting out of a money. Just blah, blah, blah. Like me when I rubbed a, you know, the blah, the They're shooting money like that. I need to go hang out outside their headquarters. Sources closest to the situation have confirmed that Anthem is ready to withdraw itself from wrestling, from the wrestling industry and actually sell GFW. Anthem even needed to gut the Fight Network in order to finance GFW. If you don't know, Fight Network is basically what Anthem was known for before they bought TNA, which became GFW. It was basically an MMA slash pro wrestling sort of uh, coverall. Um, They covered MMA fights and pro wrestling and stuff like that. Despite the entire ordeal, wrestling is all about commodities, though. And Anthem has a worthwhile commodity if it decides to sell GFW or Impact, which is primarily due to its tape library. <coughs> now, this uh, rumor came out, um, God, it seems like quite a few years ago, but it, God, it could have been just been a couple years ago. We've been talking about tape ago. library for fucking ever. ever. You know, I mean, it's um, every, every time it gets talked about them being sold, the... Uh, uh, the, the big exclamation point is their tape library, which is sad. That means that their library is more valuable than their entity. 
Um, that's like saying that my shits are more valuable than me as a person. What I left behind <laughs> is more valuable than the living, breathing entity. It's That's very, very sad. Um, and, as we've said every time before, and this is uh, Sports Illustrated agrees, at least in this article, that WWE would top the list of any potential suitors to buy the tape library as that library is extremely valuable, especially at this point in time when a number of WWE's top stars, which include AJ Styles, Samoa Joe, Bobby Roode, as well as Raw General Manager Kurt Angle, all produced some incredibly compelling work in TNA. Now, this is a Beef Sticks edit. In that article... They also left out Mickey James, Drew McIntyre, Eric Young, Xavier Woods, Bobby Roode, Booker T, Maria and Mike Bennett, or Canellis, whatever you want to call them. And of course, the Beef Sticks hero, IHOP TJP, TJ Perkins! IHOP TJP! Who, by the way. Hashtag. Was... <laughs> Who, by the way, was a rumor to replace JBL on commentary for. Uh... Uh, SmackDown, or, yeah, for SmackDown, um, which would have been interesting. I don't know about good, interesting. So anyways, if the company were ever to pursue Ring of Honor's Jay Lethal, he also has very entertaining work from TNA, uh, with his Randy Savage-inspired Black Machismo character, as well as his Ric Flair impersonations. They mention that, but they don't mention that his in-ring work is also just amazing in TNA. But right. yes, his Black Machismo and Ric Flair are awesome. In fact, there's a segment, go on YouTube and look it up, folks. <clears throat> there's a segment of, um, of of Jay Lethal and Ric Flair having a woo-off going back and forth. And it is just I love that clip. I love that clip. God, that's just awesome. Awesome and amazing. And Ric Flair doesn't have enough good things to say about him either, so... Um, If the WWE actually decides to purchase GFW or Impact Wrestling, the Hardys could stand to benefit the most from it. WWE would then own the Broken Universe intellectual property without any fucking lawsuits or bullshit or anything, and Broken Matt and Brother Nero could mesmerize WWE audience with their broken brilliance. That would be the coup de gras. Oh, hell yeah. Hey, now would be a good time to do it. And I think even with Jeff Jarrett being gone, I think GFW is going to fight less to keep the gimmick anyway. Well, the, the the thing here is, too, before it was Dixie Carter fighting to save her company, and she wasn't going to give in to WWE. It wasn't like, okay, I'll just sell the tape library and try it. She wasn't there to make money. She wanted to to save her dying brand. Now it's a big faceless conglomerate company who owns a property and they'll do whatever they can to make money. So they'd quick as shit just sell out the library if that's what it takes. They'd quick as shit sell out the name if that's what it takes. I mean, they have no attachment to this brand whatsoever. So once Dixie Carter was out of the picture and, uh, and, and you know what? I'd argue that Billy Corgan would have fought to save the brand itself because I feel he had an emotional connection. Anthem doesn't. So Anthem, I could just see him taking whatever they can get. Um, whether that's oh, yeah. sad or, or not, I don't know. Some would say 
It's finally putting a bullet in the brain of a dying fucking animal for decades. Others would say it'd be the end of a, a cancer patient battling ruthlessly to, to, to stay alive. You know what I mean? I, I as a longtime TNA fan from the beginning, would see it as the end of an era. I would not be happy to see TNA which is now GFW slash Impact Wrestling Close, even though I don't even watch it anymore. I don't watch it. I still right. follow it. It's it's a bastardized child of what it used to be, but I still hold on to that little fucking cunt hair of fucking, of admiration of what it used to be. You know what I mean? Right. So. Yeah, it definitely used to be, used to be great. At one point, it could not for a long great. time. I know, I know. Well, the Broken Hardies. That's that's about all I'm talking well, about. Well, I'd say, like, I'd say from... I thought it was great from the beginning. So I'd say from 2002 to 2010, it was, it was better, in my opinion, just me personally, it was better than WWE from that time period. That's only me talking as a fan. Um, I'm not basing it off of anything else, but what I enjoyed, because in fact, from 2002 to about 2007 or so, I didn't even watch WWE. I only watched TNA and Ring of Honor and and other stuff. So that's me personally. Now, yes, a few times after that, I'd say Aces and Eights, which some people just despise. I loved. Oh, no. Yeah, that was a good gimmick. And, uh, and like you said, the Broken Universe, of course. How could you not get behind the Broken Universe? That was awesome also. Um, I mean, hey, look at the uh, Mae Young Classic, which we could talk a little bit about here. But there's a lot of wrestlers from TNA that are in the Mae Young Classic that, that had good runs in TNA. TNA has always been good on female wrestling. Yeah. No, I still haven't gotten around to starting to watch the Mae Young Classic. I really want to wait till it finishes out and then just kind of binge through it all almost right you know i can't binge so i've I've watched the first round the second round came out this last monday and i haven't gotten to it yet how long are they um they're 45 minutes each so you know an hour if, if there were commercials um so not long some really good matches some really good standouts um i would have to say uh hi hi sane who was Hairi Kojo, Kojo in um, Stardom, which I talked about mm-hmm. many weeks ago as probably my my pick. Um, her match was fucking awesome. She took on uh, Tessa Blanchard, um, daughter of Four Horsemen Tully Blanchard, in a, mm-hmm. just a fucking awesome, awesome match. That's probably the best match of the first round. Uh, so that that one was good, but of course you got two. I was surprised they put those two together because I thought for sure Kyrie Hojo and, and Tessa Blanchard were two of them that they were pushing far. So for them to be two pitted against each other in the first round, it was almost like a part of me was afraid that they'd have Kyrie Hojo lose. So um, that was awesome. Uh, Mercedes Martinez. She had a really good match. Oh, who did she face off against? Uh... Oh, did she face off? I think she faced off against a Chinese woman. Um, because I, I immediately, as soon as there was a Chinese woman in there, I thought of the, um, the Cruiserweight Classic 
and I thought of how that fucking ho-ho loon motherfucker uh, beat Arya Davari and crushed every Minnesotan's fucking hopes and dreams, and I was like, I hope this fucking Chinese broad goes down. Mercedes <laughs> the press. I think she did that. Uh, they had this one gal on here. Oh, what was her name? They had one gal on here that didn't win, who I thought was the most beautiful-looking woman I've seen in a long time. Just gorgeous. She was all she was all right in the ring too. She wasn't great, but she was all right. I thought she was better than who she was facing. I can't remember who they are at this point though, right now. <laughs> um. Uh, Candice LeRae, I can't remember what her, um, I can't remember what they call her in this, this thing, but Candice LeRae faced off against a Brigitte Nielsen looking bitch. Do y'all know who Brigitte Nielsen is? I don't. She's a big ass fucking uh, German broad. Who was at least in Beverly Hills Cop 2. I don't know if she's been in a lot. I think she was in one of the Rockies. She was married to Sylvester Stallone for a while. And then she dated Flava Flav. <laughs> like, oh. about, like two complete fucking opposite ends of the spectrum. Right. But, right. <laughs> but that's what this bitch reminded me of. She was German. She was a big ass tough bitch. She had the blonde mohawk. Which uh, Brigitte had in, in Beverly Hills Cop 2 if I remember right. Uh, so Candice LeRae faced off against her. Candice LeRae is just amazing. Um, I love her. Just watch anything World's Greatest Tag Team with her and Joey Ryan, who I love Joey Ryan also. Actually, anybody who doesn't know her work or anybody who just wants to see an awesome match that you're not going to see on WWE TV, go look up. It's uh, um, the World's Cutest Tag Team, which is Candice LeRae and Joey Ryan versus the Young Bucks. And I want to say it was in PWG. And this was probably back in 2000, God, was this 2013, 14, 15? Anyways, world's cutest tag team versus the Young Bucks, pro wrestling gorilla. Awesome fucking awesome match. Like, just just watch it. You'll be blown away. Um, then they had this gal who was on NXT who has the best fucking ass in all of pro wrestling I've seen for a long time outside of maybe Asuka and Alexa Bliss. I don't remember her name either. She lost, but she had an awesome ass. Um, Mia Yim? Mia Yim wrestled... Uh, who did Mia Yim wrestle? Mia Yim... No, Mia Yim did not wrestle the nice ass bitch. I don't remember who Mia Yim wrestled. I wonder. I I could look some of this up, couldn't I? Yeah, you could. Just get a rundown. I'm going off memory, folks. My memory ain't the best. I don't want to see spoilers. That's my. That's what I'm worried about. Because I know that the uh, second the the second round is out already. May Young Classic. First round. Can I get just the first round? Now we're both looking shit up on a computer and it's fucking riveting YouTube television it is. for everybody, it's isn't it? Thrilling. You Exciting. Oh man, that already says second round. You motherfuckers. 
You motherfuckers. I wonder if I can do Wikipedia. You motherfuckers. I'm going to go to Wikipedia and hope I skip the second round. If I spoil it, you know what? That's a sacrifice I make for you folks at Beef Sticks Podcast. I'm willing to sacrifice spoilers to know to, to give you the info you need. Uh, where are we at? What the fuck is this? Oh, that porn? was qualifying. No, Always yeah, porn. Yeah, it was porn. It was the qualifying matches. Oh, shit. Yeah. Are you giving Casting me... Casting couch. You are giving me... Okay. Well, I'm going to have to get spoilers, but I'll try to skip past them. Uh, Jazzy Gabert versus Abby Lath. Abby Lath is what they call Candice LeRae now. Um, and Jazzy Gabert is the Brigitte Nielsen-looking broad. There you go. Um... Rachel Ellering, who now they call Rachel Evers for some reason, but it's Paul Ellering's daughter, and and they make cool. it known they make it known that it's Paul Ellering's daughter. So why the fuck do they change her name? I don't get it. Her real name is Rachel Ellering. Paul Ellering is currently on NXT TV. They right. acknowledge she's Paul Ellering's daughter. Why change her name? <laughs> Anyways, uh, she faced off against Marty Bell. Uh, famous for Dollhouse fame and uh, TNA folks, uh, who Mia Yim was also in as Jade. But uh, surprisingly, uh, Rachel Ellering won that one. I, I can't believe I forgot this because, folks, the rumor and innuendo is, and this isn't even on. This isn't on the phone. The rumor and innuendo on this is that Marty Bell was doing so shitty during the match that they called an audible during the match and changed the ending. Because originally, Marty Bell was supposed to win, who I expected was going to win, uh, just because mm-hmm. of her fame and her longevity. And she's a, she's a really good wrestler, to be honest. Although, to be fair, she's had a lot of shitty spots, too, that she's fucked up. Um, if anybody watches Botchamania, you know Marty Bell pretty well, because she's been on there a lot. But anyways... So Rachel Ellering ended up beating Marty Bell, but uh, allegedly, rumor and innuendo says the original plan was for Rachel Ellering to lose to Marty Bell, but that she was doing so shitty backstage, they fucking let the referee know to tell them we're fucking flopping it. So that's something. Uh, Kaylee Ray lost to uh, Princess Suhei. Princess Suhei is pretty badass. She's a... Um, a max a masked luchador this was maybe the first was this the first match this might have been the first match of the of the show and this was kind of what tipped me off to uh to the fact that the commentary was going to be subpar on this show it might get better in the next few rounds as lita and jr get a little better chemistry but Pasty, I'm telling you now, Beef Sticks followers, I'm telling you now, commentary kind of sucks so far for this May Young Classic. Uh, Lita and JR are not the best team. Lita's not good. I don't know why they put her on pre-show panels. I don't know why they put her... She See, was never a talker, and she's never going to be a talker. I feel she does okay on pre-show panels, but there's usually four people up there. Right. So it's not a big deal, but with just her and JR, it's really lackluster. Um, you know, I, I had heard rumblings that um I'm drawing a blank on her name. Um, you know, talking smack and, and uh fucking Dean Ambrose <laughs> is broad. 
Oh, Renee Young. Renee Young. I had heard talks that Renee Young might be on there. I thought that would be a good spot for her. She seems decent, and it would be a yeah, good place well, for her to get experience. Although she did tweet out after a fan outpouring for it that she was not very good when she was an announcer on NXT. So why would they think she'd be any better now? And she was on NXT, but she was only on NXT for like three weeks. And, and maybe just because she was so horrible. But, you know, I, I don't know. I, th- I feel like I'm not a fan of the three-man announce booth, but I feel like it would have helped here because there's a lot of dead... There's a lot of dead talk or a lot of dead air where there's not a lot going on in the ring. And just certain things, like in this match especially, it, it really stuck out to me. At one point... Uh, 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 Princessa uh, Suhe is adjusting her mask and JR says or, or no, Lita says, yeah, she's adjusting her mask there a little bit, you know, it's part of their tradition and heritage to have the mask but it can be a hindrance and JR says something along the lines of, yeah, and I've heard that it can cause some breathing problems also you wrestle in, <laughs> you, you, you wrestle in Mexico, did you ever wear a mask? And Lita just says no and it is just this long span of dead silence. Like, <laughs> you know, JR was. It's like the kind of commentary you'd expect in a WWE 2K game. Yeah, yeah. It's like you know he expected her to say something, and she just said no. No. <laughs> it's like she could have said something like no, but I wrestled a lot of masked uh, luchadores, and I know this and that and that and this or something. You know, and it just like that was the first big thing that tipped me off, and through the rest of the the first round, I. I they have some good points, but it's mostly pretty low. Also, I want to say here, Princessa Suhei, her name is spelled S-U-G-E-H-I-T. So it's pronounced Suhei, but it's spelled Shughit. Shughit. And I really, I really want WWE, if she gets signed, I want them to sign her, and I want them to hire Shug Knight to fucking be her manager and just walk her to the ring. He doesn't have to talk. He doesn't have to do nothing. He just walks with her. He smokes his big cigar. And 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 she's Princess Shug Hit. And when somebody pisses Shug off, he sends her after him. Because he can't touch women, but she can fuck him up. <laughs> I, just, I thought that when I read it the first time. I was like, Princess Shug Hit. Watch um, yourself. You're going to wind up like Biggie and Pac. Right? Oh, rest in peace, Tupac Shakur. Today is the anniversary yes. of him getting shot. Not the anniversary of his death. That happened seven days later, so I'll be I'll be giving a shout-out to him next week also. But, yeah, the anniversary Fun of him fact, getting shot. I'm currently drinking Tupac's favorite drink, the screwdriver. I think Hennessy was his favorite drink. But go ahead and <laughs> screwdrive your white ass up, you pasty motherfucker. <laughs> All right, with that being said... um. As so, with that being said, you were talking about dead on the announce team. And that just leads me to, holy shit, JBL resigned from the SmackDown announce team this week. That didn't hit me as hard as the realization that we are almost legendless on the announce teams on both Raw and SmackDown. And at some point in my near future, I feel like Michael Cole's going to go. And then I'm going to be lost. I'm going to be so lost. You consider Michael Cole a WWE legend? He's he, on the announce booth? Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. He's been with me my whole life. I love the man. I'll give you that. He's been there and, since the Attitude Era. But, I mean, everybody else is falling off. Why would Michael Cole stick on for too much longer? You know what I mean? 
And he shouldn't have to. He's put a lot into this company. Right. That's why they have so many announcers right now is because they're trying to bring in the right next generation. By the way, Corey not- Graves was the correct, uh, he was the correct replacement. I didn't expect it. Um, and he's going to run himself ragged. It's a huge yeah, schedule is. for him right now. Huge schedule. But because he does, he does Raw, SmackDown, 205 Live, at least, along with all his extra shit that he does. Right. Uh, well, he but, wants the sex to sex, you know what I mean? Good, uh, good on him. I was happy for it. Um, on to the May Young Classic. Like I said, Martinis, uh, Mar- Martinis. <laughs> I could use some Martinis, motherfucker. Yeah. Mercedes Martinez. Uh, the Chinese broad I was talking about that she took on was Jai Li. So, Ho Ho Loon, fuck you. <laughs> um, Nicole Savoy took on, uh, Rena Gonzalez. I believe, uh, was Rena Gonzalez the one I thought was just extremely sexy? That would be for you to answer. No, it was Miranda Salinas, so that's coming up. Um, Candice Renee, uh, Candice LeRae took on Renee Michelle. Candice LeRae won. Sarah Logan took on Mia Yim. Mia Yim, you might know from TNA as Jade, or you might know her from Mia Yim on Shimmer and Shine on the Independence. Uh, multi-time champion. She's she's been a champion uh, everywhere. So I would have been very upset if she didn't win. Shayna Baszler. Uh, most of you out there should know the name Shayna Baszler. She is one of the four horsewomen of UFC fame, not NXT fame. And uh, she took on Zeta. Zeta was the broad with the extremely nice ass. But there you I go. will say Shayna Baszler deserved the win. The best ass in the world doesn't doesn't equal the best talent in the world. And Shayna Baszler is just a badass fighter. Um, all of the four horsewomen were there, which which was which was kind of cool. So that that was uh, I did not expect to see everybody there. Shayna Baszler had her her UFC women in the corner. Could that add to something? Could that add to something coming up in the future with the uh, four horsewomen of WWE? And that the, says uh, WrestleMania all over it, and man. And the four horsewomen, yeah, of UFC. Um. Obviously, we know who'd win that one. Well, you know, in a uh, real fight. Well, yeah, yes, we do. But you know, just the fact that that Ronda Rousey, I guess, I was kind of. I, well, no, I shouldn't be surprised that Ronda Rousey was there because she's had so much, she's talked so much about wanting to get into the pro wrestling stuff, and and then she just basically gave up on UFC after her loss, right? MMA or whatever the fuck she's doing. So, um, Kyrie Hojo, who is now Kyrie Sane here, beat Tessa Blanchard as I talked about. Uh, by the way, Kyrie Sane, Kyrie Hojo, best fucking um, flying elbow in the industry. Bar none, hands down. Watch her, folks. You know, if you don't even want to watch Kyrie uh, Hojo's matches, and if you don't want to watch the Mae Young Classic, just look up Kyrie Hojo Flying Elbow, and, and get a, a compilation of them, and it'll make you think the Macho Man didn't know how to do a flying elbow. Just gonna put that out there. There was rumors that they weren't gonna let her use her flying elbow because Bailey uses the flying elbow. 
but she does use her flying elbow and and it is an extravagant one in this one also uh sage beckett took on bianca blair dakota kai kavadi devay rhea ripley miranda salinas miranda salinas is the gal that i thought was just fucking gorgeous look her up if you want to because she was just beautiful serena deeb folks serena deeb is back she took on a vanessa bourne who uh jason bourne's sister yeah jason bourne's sister she she won a qualifying round in NXT, I guess. She's a former fucking uh, Lakers girl and one of the football cheerleaders. I oh, know. yeah, yeah. I remember seeing that match on so, one episode of NXT that I randomly yeah, cut. Yeah, she's really nothing fucking to talk about. She was a throwaway, basically, is what she was. Serena Deeb, if you all don't know Serena Deeb from the Independence and from TNA, you might know her from the Straight Edge Society. Which was CM Punk. There you go. And uh, Doc Gallows. Luke Gallows. So, I mean, she, she's been in the WWE before. She is basically, what, what I took away from her interview is she is the Brian Kendrick of this tournament. I'm calling her the Serena Deeb. Because not only there is she go. a veteran who used to wrestle in WWE. She's a veteran is she who a used pirate? to wrestle in WWE. Uh, no, that's Kyrie Sane. Kyrie Sane is the pirate. Uh, she has the hat. She comes down with a fucking uh, a steering wheel from a ship. Okay. I'm not making that up. Well, there you go. <laughs> um, <laughs> no. But Serena Deeb, um, she was in WWE and she left, similar to the Brian Kendrick. She left because she was let go due to uh, alcohol problems, similar to Brian Kendrick. She got her shit cleaned up. She worked hard on the independence. She became a big name on the independence like the Brian Kendrick, and now she's back in a WWE tournament, and I would be flabbergasted if she doesn't come back, at least for a while, after the tournament. She's not going to win it, but she's definitely going to be back for a little while afterwards. I would be flabbergasted if she wasn't. What else do we have? So am I correct in saying I have not heard Leva Bates' name in this lineup? No, Leva Bates is not in here. No blue pants? That's ridiculous. Santana Garrett took on Piper Niven in probably the worst fucking match of the night, Uh, which is surprising because Santana Garrett is is really fucking good. But this Piper Niven uh, didn't impress me much. What kind of a name is that? Piper Niven? Niven. Yeah, Niven. I don't like it. Um, Aisha Raymond and Tony Storm. Tony Storm looks promising. She won. She, she beat Aisha Raymond. She impressed me. I, I can't think of one thing that super sticks out to me other than she seemed like she impressed me. Like, she had that it thing. Like, ooh, I'm going to watch her going forward, you know? There you go. That's what you need, especially to get Vince's eye. Yeah. So that's our rundown of the first round of the May Young Classic. So that way... If, if that gave you uh, some little tickle in your balls to go out and watch it, I hope it does. Check it out on the WWE Network, or you can uh, pirate it. It's easy to do. It's it's on it's on the internet. Go ahead and do it. Otherwise, Yo, ho, ho. Um, I just gave you the rundown, and you can just keep up with us, and we'll keep you tuned. Next week, I'll have uh, week two, which I should have, should have had this week, and I'm just always going to be a week behind for you. There you go. Hey, it's the Beast <laughs> Explain, the B6 way. It's the way we do things. Have you seen Ric Flair's new t-shirt yet? Woo! 
uh, the one. Uh, I ain't dead yet, motherfuckers. Yep, yep, yep. The I ain't dead okay. yet. I love it. I love it. In fact, he put out a um, I don't know, a tweet, a vine, or whatever, small little video or whatever, promoting the shirt where he came out and said, "I ain't dead yet, motherfuckers." Very nice. It's on your. It's we on should your, have that. On. We need that for a sound button. We should. need it. We, I, I should find that for us. I'll find that for us. It's on your Facebook, your Twit, your Vine, your Spit, whatever you use to, to get media. It's there. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Holy shit. You know, I didn't realize until this week how close we are coming to Hell in a Cell. Like, whoa. It is almost October. And they're going to have pink ropes? Uh, I, you know what? I hope they don't this year again, but by gum, I bet they fucking will. They will. You know they will. And, and was, Susan G. Beach at Hell in a Cell. I was surprised last year. Um, last year, some of the NFL didn't have the pink shoes and pink gloves. Like, I'd watch some matches, and some did, and some didn't. And it made me kind of happy. So hopefully we're getting past this fucking uh, pink phase. It definitely shouldn't be like a mandatory thing. It just takes away from the show. I'm not against. But then again, I mean, answer. you saw the shit with uh, Connor the Crusher this week when she brought out a whole new batch of kids, like the Tumernator. Dude, you know what? I hate. I hate. I fucking hate being a parent. Cause I'm not gonna fucking lie. <laughs> I had a hard time watching that. I'm not even going to lie. I had a hard time yeah, watching that. She's exploiting children who are dying for a charity owned by the WWE. It's sad. That you can every dollar goes to. It's sad. It's 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 sad. But. And I, I just, I, I was really not happy when the first one came out and she announced that he was the Tumernator. Well, then, I, then I, I started thinking, too, like, are they just gambling on the fact that they're not going to get sued? Because one dude came out as the Iron Man, and he was literally just wearing an Iron Man cost, Halloween costume. Mm-hmm. Like... The Superman. Yeah, the Superman, and he literally had the Superman S. I'm like, are they just gambling on the fact that none of these places will sue them because it's for cancer fucking shit? You won't kids. I mean, don't get me wrong. It's allegedly to, to help these cancer kids, you know. So they would look like dicks if they did sue them. But that's really just fucking waving it in their face, man. They didn't even, like, change it. Like, the Tin Man or, like, the Iron Child. They didn't even say the Iron Kid or the Iron Child. It was, like, the Iron Man. And he came out in Iron Man. The Superman! And he came out with the big Superman S. The literal. They just ironed out yes. the Superman S. On the back, though, it had his own initials. I thought that was kind of funny. On the cape, it was his initials. But on the shirt, it was definitely the Superman S. Yeah, I was like, God damn, are they just really rolling the dice here? They really and, are. You know what the worst part is? They're probably not rolling the dice. Because the worst part is, it's for Connor's Cure. So you know what? They wouldn't even sue WWE. They'd sue Connor's Cure. Right. So you would literally be the children who are dying. 
It's like, fuck you. <laughs> so they can get away with whatever they want to. Oh, WWE knows how to fucking exploit a gimmick. Or, or exploit it's like, it's a... Like, uh, oh, Susan like, B. Coleman. It's like a records. Award. Like Riders. It's the same people, two different entities. So if you sue the Riders, they only got $5 in their account. Take it. That was the, the theory, or that was how they, they rolled back in the day when right. everything was still... Juggalo fact for all of you listeners out there. There in the interwebs. Yeah, you got Susan G. <laughs> Coleman, and you got uh, you you got you got all this shit. The the Warrior Award. I mean, it's literally. I mean, and, and don't get me wrong, it's smart on their public relation end to exploit these uh, business sense. Business wise, it's smart. Oh yeah. But human wise, you'd think they they could just. You'd think, but maybe not. Then again, maybe that's why I don't have billions of dollars and Vince does. Because I'm not willing to pull that fucking trigger. Vince has no morals. He has no morals. I, get, I mean, you can't to be a businessman, can you? Nope. Not to be a successful businessman. It makes me think of uh, Morty without his toxins, you know what I mean? Right, right. Like Wolf of Wall Street. You gotta do a lot of coke and whack off 20, 30 times a day. I'm sorry, but I really wasn't who I said that I was. You're not a 13-year-old boy who lost all of his morals and became a, a fucking Wall Street guy by leeching off of everybody else. Oh, wow, I guess I was pretty upfront about myself, wasn't I? <laughs> God, that was a good episode. That that might be my favorite episode of this season so far. That might have passed the fucking... Mad Max one. I enjoyed it. I really enjoyed it. I like I like how Rick figured it out in the end. You know what I mean? I like how one of Rick's toxins is his love for Morty. So in Rick's right. mind, his right. love of Morty is a negative thing. Mm-hmm. But that's, that's been kind of a reoccurring theme the entire season, hasn't it? It has, but they always come back to, does he actually love Morty or, or is he always just using him? And I think in this episode, they proved he does love him. He just feels that it's a negative. Right. Could this be because the original Morty died? Probably. Could this be because he is the original Morty and he hates what he originally was? (laughs) I do love that theory. And it makes sense because Rick's grooming Morty to be Rick. But how did Morty become Rick in the first place then? Yeah, yeah, that, that... I mean, it, it leaves as many questions as answers. Right. See, because that would be the first point they've gone to the time factor with Rick and Morty. And then things get really confusing. Yeah, then it really gets fucked up once you start dealing with... We can have unlimited universes. But once you get time in there... Woo! Woo! A lesson of not screwing up history from Mr. I'm my own grandpa. <laughs> <laughs> Any of y'all that don't know that reference, fuck you. <laughs> oh, we got 15 what? minutes left, and we got a handful more what? of a... potential to become Rick or Jerry. Boom! Oh, God. Holy shit. That's I can see them to do that. That is very scary. <laughs> very scary. 
All right, dude, we got 15 minutes left. We haven't even got to the Jerry of the week talking about Jerry's. I'm going to kick, I'm going to nail down uh, a couple more uh, news notes and something. Oh. And then we're going to talk about something. Um, do you, do you, are you able to, to show some uh, pictures oh, on YouTube? It's all, it's all ready. It's perfect. Big pictures so they can see the gritty details. All right, all right. So I'm, I'm going to go down a few of these lists and then we'll, we'll, we'll hit Jerry of the week at the end and then we'll just fucking fuck around for a while, all right? All right, so some more news here, folks. Um, last week, we had a whole list of fucking injuries we were going down. We got another superstar to add to this, uh, perhaps the biggest superstar. Kenny Omega joins the list of recently injured wrestlers. He recently sustained an injury to his left knee's lateral meniscus. Due to no. this, I know, right? But there's good news. Due to this, New Japan Pro Wrestling released the following. It said, match lineup change. Due to injury, Kenny Omega will not appear in matches from 9-7 to 9-22. But his next scheduled match is currently 9-24 in Kobe. That's Kobe Japan, not Kobe Bryant. So it sounds like he's not going to be out long. A quick surgery, a quick recovery, and he's back. So that's good news. That's very good news. Before the end of the month, he'll be back if everything goes well. So that that's not too shitty. That's all right. Um, a couple of signing no, uh, news here. Um, WWE has signed Leo Rush and Donovan Dijak separately. Uh, for those of you who don't know, Leo Rush was the winner of the Ring of Honor 2016 Top Prospect Tournament. He is also a former CZW World Heavyweight Champion and a former two-time CZW Wired Champion. Uh, the Wired Championship used to be like it used to be called the Wired TV Championship. It basically was their TV championship, but they don't have TV like they used to, so it's just the Wired Championship. It's their secondary <laughs> title. It's their secondary title. Um, Leo Rush, extremely talented individual. Oh yeah, um, I followed him for years. He's he's fun to watch. He's one uh, I could see him following the Solomon Crow, where WWE might not, or and and Austin Aries, where WWE doesn't quite know what to do with them, even in NXT. Mm-hmm. And he might end up leaving, but we'll see what happens. I really, ha- I'm really happy for him. I really enjoy him. I, I I'm excited to see him. Donovan Dijak also got signed, and he also comes from Ring of Honor. Uh, he doesn't have as much accomplishments to his name. Me, personally, I'm not a Donovan Dijak fan. Pasty, you and I have talked about him briefly before. I believe you're, you're not a big Dijak fan either, are you? No. No. Nah, um, he's not overly impressive. He's kind of, um... Yeah, he's not overly impressive. I, I'm hoping he comes to WWE and they find his niche that Ring of Honor couldn't. And maybe he actually ends up super impressing me. But yeah, they a, did it with gender. Um, they haven't, but they, they could. <laughs> <laughs> they haven't, but they could. Oh, just own it. They have. Oh, speaking of that, here's something of note. Segway. Um, Jinder Mahal actually has now held the WWE Championship over 100 days. Now, not only is that a fucking feat amongst itself, and not only right. did nobody 
a year ago expect to ever hear that. But to put that into context, folks, that is longer than Sasha Banks's combined title reigns because she has now had four women's title reigns and they have combined to less than 100 days. So Jinder Mahal's one reign as WWE championship as WWE champion, I'm sorry, is now longer than Sasha Banks four title reigns combined. Ain't that some shit? Fuck. You know what? I'm willing to bet he's defended his championship more times than Brock Lesnar, too. Probably. But I bet he has less clean wins than Brock Lesnar. I know he has less clean wins than Brock Lesnar. <laughs> yeah. Well, unless you're talking about steroids. Eh, I guess you're still in a gray area there. That's true. That's true. I'm pretty sure they're both on steroids and not being tested. Right. I want to see them fight each other at WrestleMania in an unsanctioned match so they can use as much juice as they want to. Right? A juice on a pole match. Just put the fucking They could both come out there. like Bane from Batman and just turn the shit on. <laughs> Speaking of that, so are we all guaranteed now that it's going to be Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns at WrestleMania? Like, is there any is there any chance that that's not? Well, happening? it can't be Reigns versus Cena now because this is happening already, and Cena's going to be gone. Which is stupid. It's happening at fucking No Way Out or No Mercy. Right. It should have happened at SummerSlam. Why is it happening at? But no Cena Mercy? was gone again. And and Brock yeah. and fucking Strowman's happening at No Mercy. That's a huge match. Right. And then we have fucking yeah. Shane versus uh, Kevin Owens in a Hell in a Cell at Hell in a Cell. That's a huge match. Why are they throwing away all these matches? Maybe they got something better planned. So, but back to my original question. I mean, the way it's booked now, is is there any other option than Reigns versus uh, a Brock Lesnar with Reigns being the winner at WrestleMania? I don't, I don't think so. I don't, I don't think know. so either. I mean, anything can happen point. between now and then, but the way everything's set up, I, I think that's what they're shooting for. I have a feeling that after Hell in a Cell, Kevin Owens is going to be going back to Raw. That's that's my thought. He could. I know uh, Randy Orton seems to be uh, uh, campaigning backstage to go back to Raw. He doesn't seem happy in SmackDown. Orton should just stay where he is, especially since Cena's not there anymore. He can be the top vet, you know what I mean? Over in Raw, he's either going to be overused or not used well enough. Yeah, hey, his match versus Shinsuke Nakamura, I don't know if you watched SmackDown this week, was actually badass. Yeah, it was. That was a good match. Oh, yeah. I was impressed. I did not expect much from it, and I was impressed with it. That was almost as good as James Ellsworth and his leader breaking up and then making out and then her slapping him. Carmella. She makes out with him, and then she slaps him. He probably slipped some tongue in her mouth, and it wasn't planned. So it's a gets a hold of him. <laughs> All right, buddy, you want to bring us into our Jerry of the Week here? Because it's about time. We've made it almost to the end without Jerrying out. We've got a two-time Jerry of the Week champion for you guys this week, folks. And holy shit, I would not know this if it wasn't for the Fat Mac bringing this up to me, but good God, who's the Jerry of the Week again? It's not Roman Reigns. 
the dumpster fire himself, folks, back in the runnings. This time, just getting shit on by the WWE itself. Holy fuck. I can't, I, I almost can't believe it, man. It's, it's crazy. It's pathetic, too. It's pathetic because it's such a stupid thing for WWE to even give a shit about. It is. And, and what, of course, we are talking about is this replica plaque. Is that what you said it was? It is a commemorative plaque. So which, which by the way, is fucked up because it's a commemorative plaque for Baron Corbin's win of the Money in the Bank uh, briefcase. So Which whoever, obviously meant nothing to the WWE, so yeah. why are you making black? So whoever's buying this shit is already a fucking troll to begin with. You've been <laughs> trolled, motherfucker. You've been trolled. <laughs> Baron Corbin, last time he was the Jerry of the Week, it was because he cashed in and, and failed. And now he's the Jerry of the Week because he even had the Money in the Bank briefcase. Because as you can see clearly here on my screen, the WWE has added a little extra hair to the top of his head, where he's not even balding that bad. It's insane. And right now you're looking at the, the commemorative plaque itself. But let me just let me just show you, okay? <laughs> now, here is normal Baron Corbin, as you see him on SmackDown or Raw. He's a fairly decent, good-looking man. He is. He's got... I I always said he's got too much of a baby face to be taken seriously as a heel. He's kind of grown into that. But, yeah. He's just... He's missing a little bit of hair up at the top. It's not a big deal, you know? They don't make him wear a wig to the ring. They don't make him comb it over or do anything with it. Don't give him that little spray hair in a can, you know? Now, here is the picture that they edited for the shoot. Bam! Holy shit! You know, and and even, they did a decent job, but the the color's off a little bit, and it's It's like... They smudged it to make it look better. Yeah, if, if you look at it, it's very noticeable. I could see by afar and not be noticeable, but if you look at it, it's very noticeable. And we're very, very zoomed in here. You you guys can see it in all of its glory. Everywhere else on his head, you can see details of hair strands grouping together wet on his head. And at the top, it just looks like some dry fuzz. Maybe they took a picture of a hand from 20 years ago and then just took the top off of his hair and, and photoshopped it you know over what I Baron think it Corbin. Was? You know what I think it was? I think it's Kevin Dunn's ball sack hair. I honestly think that's what it is. I think I think it's Not Photoshop. Ball sack hair. Make him retake a picture. <laughs> this is his punishment, man. He's got heat backstage. This is I, I swear to God, this has to be part of it. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, I haven't heard of this happening before. I mean, look at their look at arguably their biggest star ever. Or at least what was their biggest star at the time, which was Hulk Hogan. Now, I know Photoshop was not as fucking prevalent back then, but they airbrushed a lot of shit back in the 80s, okay? I promise you that. Yeah. Hulk Hogan had a hell of a fucking receding airline, and nobody ever fucking dabbled in fucking blonde strands <laughs> on his top. 
<laughs> the Macho Man had a receding hairline. Nobody fucking plucked his fucking shit. Nobody slapped a fucking wad of pubes on his head. Yeah, it's really. What was you I? You know what? What, was what I thinking? think is the worst thing about this is just this slight little transformation to his head, and he almost looks identical to Roman Reigns. <laughs> Maybe that's what they were going for. Maybe they think he'll sell better if he looks like Reigns. You need to be the Roman Reigns of SmackDown. Oh, it's terrible. It's sad. And because of this, Baron Corbin, once again, you are our Jerry of the Week. Jerry of the Week. First two-time. That's Two-time champion. The, the man who had so much promise. And you you had me sold on him. I, I, I fought it forever, and you finally had me sold on him. And all of a sudden, he just dropped. Because he did have promise. And and it's and he still could, but it's going to be uphill battle from here on. Why? I just, that's the biggest thing. Why is it that important on some stupid commemorative plaque <laughs> to make him look like he had, and, and, and slightly more hair? Like, they didn't right. make a fro. They just filled in a few spots. Like, why was that that important? I have no idea. It's ridiculous. It is super ridiculous. Uh, And, you know, if we're going to talk about Jerry of the Week, I think the strong runner-up this week would probably have to go to the re-debut of Dolph Ziggler. How about that? I loved it. I loved it. We didn't even talk about that. (laughs) I loved that. Um, I'm not sure where they're going with this. It could it could go either way. It's Dolph Ziggler, so I'm sure it's going downhill. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think halfway through, the thing should have been over. And then it kept going on. And so, he could have ended on a better note than Naomi. So anybody who, who didn't watch, uh, Dolph Ziggler came out. It was supposed to be the re-debut. He, he, was, he was debuting a new gimmick. He was coming out a changed man. And Dolph Ziggler came out to just Dolph Ziggler with his regular music. Nothing, nothing different. It was kind of a different stage lighting, I believe. Uh, maybe. I, I don't even know. But then he was like, you know what? You guys don't respect my work. He's like, I know what you, I, I know what we need to do. Cut the lights. And the lights went black and he went back. And then you heard John Cena's music. <laughs> And he comes out with the John Cena hat. And he comes out with a fucking doll, uh, 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 towel with the DZ on it. And he goes to the mm. camera and he's like, he's like, here, here, buy my stuff. Here, buy my stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and he did the whole thing with a throwing the hat in the audience and shit. And he's like, wait, wait, wait. That, that's not what you want? Oh, I, I know, I know. You want to go retro. So then he went in the back. And he came out, and he did the, um, what, was it Macho Man? Yes, it was. Yes, he did the Macho Man. He had oh, the yeah, girl, he, he came had, out with Miss oh, Elizabeth. You know, I, I thought it was a bad move because he didn't have the sunglasses or the hat, and he should have. 
Right? That That's why I, I thought it was Macho Man, and then just all of a sudden my memory banks were telling me, no, it wasn't Macho. He didn't have the, the hat and glasses. So, yeah, you're right. Yeah. But he had the, the graduation. He did have the woman. He came out to pomp and circumstance and everything. He's like, no, 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 that's not what you want nowadays. He went in the back, and then they played fucking uh, Naomi's music. Naomi's music. And he came out with the fake dreadlocks and the fucking black light and whooping everything around and shaking his ass and everything like that. <clears throat> and then he basically said what what is true. It was a work shoot, just like uh, just like Roman and Cena, as much as everybody wants to believe that was a shoot shoot. It's a work shoot. But this mm-hmm. is a work shoot. And he was like, you know what? I don't need any funny gimmicks or bullshit. He's like, what I do in the ring, nobody else can do. And he walked away. Which is true. I don't know that it's going to get him anywhere, but it's true. His best right. quality is his in-ring work. That's that's definitely true. He doesn't... I mean, he's good on the mic, too. Don't get me wrong. He's decent. But, I mean, he's better than a lot of the other people. He's not... I wouldn't put him up there with the greats, but he's definitely better than a lot of folks. He's better than Reigns. I do think it would be really cool to see him pull the title off of Jinder. I don't see it to happen, though. Hinder the gender. I think Nakamura's beaten gender. I think I think this is the second time's the charm. And then I think it's going to be uh, Nakamura AJ at WrestleMania. I think those are the two big matches at WrestleMania. I think it's I think it's Reigns Brock Lesnar and I think it's Nakamura AJ. And I think Reigns goes over and I think AJ goes over. I mean, this is 6 months in advance booking, folks. I I can be wrong. I'm just this is right. On a lot of levels, it could be a completely different card than what of we're course. predicting right now, that, especially with the way they've been changing shit lately. They've they've thrown a lot of fucking curveballs at us that we never expected. Nobody expected Jinder to be here this long. I, I swear, every title match I swear is Jinder's last match. <laughs> right. I think that's the point. I think that's the whole like the gimmick of his character is everybody doesn't expect it to last. And he's probably going to be one of the longest reigning WWE champions because of that. How many days is the record anyway? Uh, We'd have to look it up and then you get into semantics, whether you're talking about the current one or the one that goes back to the 80s or you're talking the one that goes back to the WWF or, you know. Yes, I I would say the WWE championship, not the F, the E. Because WWF, WWWF, I believe, is Bruno San Martino. And I want to say that's at 500-some-odd days. Um, WWE, I, I don't even have a guess. Oh, uh, CM Punk, wasn't it? Yes. What? Wait, hang <laughs> I on. don't even have a guess. It was CM Punk. Yes, it is. It's CM Punk. CM Punk, yeah. Uh, what was his, 380-something? I'm getting there. Loading 420 the something, 380 or 420 something like that. It was over a year. I remember that. Yeah. Watch well, it be 340 or something. It's like oh. 4, 434. 434. There you go. 420 yeah. something. That was close. Okay. Yeah. CM Punk would be the the one. So he's got a long way to go to beat that. He would have to literally go through a WrestleMania, and I don't see him. I don't see him going to a WrestleMania as champ, let alone winning as champ, but it could happen. I don't see it happening, but it could. 
Yeah, no, shit, shit can change. I, I'm excited to see what is in store for WrestleMania, especially after everything that's going down, you know, in the next two pay-per-views. Well, you know, I think the last two WrestleManias surprised me, and they were better than I thought they were going to be. I'm sitting here trying to remember oh. what the last two were. And I don't. I don't remember at all. But I, I think they were better. I know the main events weren't that great. At least last year's main events weren't that great. Um, Undertaker Reigns, of course, you had. Uh, what did you have, Triple H Rollins last year? Yeah, yep. That was a good match. And Brock Lesnar and fucking Goldberg, man. Goldberg oh, was yeah, last year. Oh, yeah, which was a horrible match. It was. It was horrible. Yeah. Uneventful build-up. I mean, I, I guess it was an okay match, but it was definitely nowhere near what it should have been. Yeah. And the Reigns, uh, the Reigns Undertaker match wasn't near as good as it should have been, and, and sadly, a lot of that was on Taker. Who, uh, by the way, rumors are that uh, Taker is getting himself ready for another match. Yeah, I wouldn't doubt it. I, I, I believe he would have appeared at SummerSlam had pictures of him on a flight to New York not surfaced on the internet as he was on his way there. He, um, he's he been mentioned a lot on WWE TV. In fact, John Cena mentioned uh, when he was talking, when he did that shoot, uh, work shoot promo on Reigns, you know, he said, uh, Reigns was like, I did something you've never done, and that's retire The Undertaker, or beat The Undertaker, or whatever. And Cena's right. like, yeah, well, I'm not an old, withered veteran with a bad hip. So, um, in all the in all the, the WrestleMania matches I've predicted so far, none of them involve John Cena. Could we get the dream match of John Cena versus Undertaker this WrestleMania? That would be really good, especially if this heat with Roman Reigns keeps building up, so Cena feels like he has to. Maybe Reigns beats Cena, and Cena feels like he has to beat Undertaker to make up for that. I think I think it would be sad. Um, number one, uh, it's going to be sad to see Taker wrestle anymore anyways, because his last three manias have been pretty... Um, not three. Um, two two manias ago was okay. Last mania was bad. The mania before that, he got the concussion and it was horrible. Yeah, but uh, it's just horrible. But I do I envision think... if they do do it, I do envision it being a whole lot like um, Ric Flair's retirement match with Shawn Michaels. Well, I just I feel like it definitely. I, I feel like we we as fans deserve Cena versus Undertaker because. At WrestleMania, not just like Monday Night Raw, Cena versus Undertaker, but at WrestleMania, right, yeah. because it's two of the biggest of their era. Yeah, he's, and that that kind of passing the torch hasn't happened yet, and it's kind of unfair that Roman Reigns. I well, I, I get it. I think it's I think it's past passing the torch. I think he he definitely right. passed the torch to Roman Reigns. I think that's done. Because yeah. you can't you can't pass the torch to Cena. He's ready to pass the torch. <laughs> He hasn't received the torch to pass. Um, but uh, I think I think Rock passed the torch to Cena, and he got that. Right. Yeah. And Cena pass. Cena should pass the torch. 
I guess Cena passed it to Brock, which they came out at the same time, so I don't know what that means. But I can easily... Kevin Owens. I want that at WrestleMania. Get Stone Cold back, man. That's a money match. I just want to see Owens have a match at WrestleMania. He deserves a fucking marquee match. I would love to see a Owens Triple H match. Book that. That'd Owens, be kind of cheesy. Owens and Joe. They just did Triple H built up Seth Rollins, and then Rollins turned his back, and they fought at WrestleMania. Yeah. So for them to do Kevin Owens, it would be less build up for one, and I don't, I don't know. It would be cheesy. Owens Joe. Owens Joe would be good. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, you know what? Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn at WrestleMania, I would love to see. I'm sick of seeing this, the Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn bullshit. But if they could, if they could start building it up and not fucking have them in a match together until WrestleMania, I would love it. There's potential. Kirsten just predicted that she thinks Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn are going to become friends again soon, and if they do, well, there's grounds to build it up. Yeah, because that that would be where I and I mean, and uh, Owens has said the two people he would love to have a, a WrestleMania match against. Well, not working, he said Shawn Michaels. But working would be Sami Zayn or Finn Balor, which are his two best friends. And I, I'd watch either one. I'd watch a fucking three-way. I would like to see Finn Balor. Kevin Owens, Finn Balor could be a main event. I don't think Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens would be much more than an opening match or a pre-show match with where Sami Zayn is currently. See, I think, yeah, I think if you're looking at it from a fanboy perspective, it's easily a main event. If you're looking at it from uh, uh, an average fan perspective, it's not a main event. I agree with you. I agree with you. Did they do an NXT TakeOver Brooklyn match? They they did an NXT TakeOver match. I'm not sure if it was Brooklyn or not. But Owens beat Zayn for the title at TakeOver. Not sure which takeover that was. They kind of blur together now. It was NXT Takeover Rival back when they were still trying to add extra titles onto the titles. That would make sense, Rival, obviously. Um, but folks listening at home, folks watching on YouTube, folks who are standing in my window, looking at me creepily, potentially masturbating. Oh. Any of you folks, um, you want to see a good fucking Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens match, look up El Generico versus Kevin Steen, Ring of Honor. They had a series of fucking grudge matches, especially on Kevin Steen's, uh, or Kevin Owens, Kevin Steen's, yeah, going going home uh, tour, like, like when he was leaving Ring of Honor. Because uh, they used to be a tag team together, El Generico, Kevin Steen, and then they broke up. And they had some of the most ruthless fucking best matches in Ring of Honor history, in pro wrestling history. They have not had a match. Neither one of them have had a match as good as any of those matches. So go and look that up on YouTube, folks. Uh, Kevin Steen versus El Generico, Ring of Honor. El Generico, by the way, is the man who trained um, Sami Zayn. He's a luchador. And he is... He has since retired to, uh... Tijuana. Oh, yeah, there you go. 
Yeah. So. Bloop, 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 bloop. So look that shit up. It's good stuff. We got nine minutes left, Loke. What are we going to do for nine minutes, folks? What are we going to do? Damn it! Uh, Man, we are marching ever closer to the Juggalo March on Washington. It's going to be great. ICP just today released the brochure and the do's and don'ts for Juggalos attending the march. Don't wear a Hitler stash or swastika. (laughs) We ask that the Juggalo family act... Act with respect and honor throughout the march. To do otherwise would defeat our whole purpose. Signs, flags, and banners are allowed on sticks and poles no higher than 10 feet. Signs should not provoke violence or threats. (laughs) Oh, man. Anybody who was a fan of ICP in 92 just thinks this shit is ridiculous. (laughs) No, it is. It is. Music broadcasted on small devices is allowed, but only small devices. Please do not interfere with other events happening at the National Mall. Please don't fight the Trump supporters at the National Mall. That should have been at the top of the list. Right. (laughs) Please don't litter, no wanderers, no weapons, or anything that could be misconstrued as a weapon. Probably hatchets is what they're talking about. Or, you know, a stick holding a sign. Right. This is where they're going to lose half of the people attending the march. No alcohol, marijuana, or drugs. Right. So no fireworks. You've just lost fucking 97% of the juggalos right there. Right. Oh, get this one. No fireworks, glass bottles, or balloons. Ha! No balloons! How is fireworks and fucking glass bottles lumped in with balloons? Dude, 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 dude! Do they have in there no magnets? I think that's actually in the list of what to bring. Uh, how about fans? No vehicles of any kind, including bicycles. I, I assume that it uh, also includes unicycles. Animals on leashes are allowed, so owners, chain up your juggalos. <laughs> it's good stuff. It's going to be kind of a boring march. Maybe. I don't know. I won't be there to see it, but I'll be watching it on YouTube. <laughs> God, I was just going to mention something I thought was important and I forgot about it now. I might think of it during Patreon. I'm not sure. Now it's now it's super quiet. I was just looking at something and I was like, "Hey, I forgot to mention that." And then uh I didn't mention that. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. 
Well, there was a lot that happened on Raw and SmackDown this week that I'm sure we didn't get a chance to touch on. Yeah, I don't know if that was it or what it is. Something reminded me of something that I should have talked about earlier, and then I, I forgot about it while we were making fun of the damn Jig Jag Juggalos. Mm, I'm not necessarily making fun of them. Who kicked Willie Bubba's ass? I did. Did you do it right here in the class? Shouted. Shouted. We all were Juggalos once. Yeah. Back when we were babies. And, I still keep... and you know what? I, I'm I'm an advocate. Despite what anybody says, I'm an advocate for ICP for the WWE Hall of Fame. I know so many people have such hard fucking criticisms about them as wrestlers or whatever. But as far as the wrestling industry, they have made a huge impact. Mm-hmm. Despite the fact despite the fact their WCW and WWF runs were not fucking great. And they weren't. They weren't. But to the point all, where they've been censored from the WWE Network. Yeah. Which which bothers me. Because, <laughs> like, I went out of my way to look it up just because I like the Oddities theme song. But, see, I don't I don't think it's WWE. I think it's, um, I think it's ICP wanting rights is what it was. Oh, yeah, royalties. I'm pretty sure it was. I'm pretty sure that's what it was. I'm pretty sure it wasn't WWE. I'm pretty sure it was ICP that did that. So that's them pulling a Metallica bullshit. So, fuck you. But, number one, they started off as pro wrestlers before they even started rapping. A lot of folks don't know that, but that's true. So right there you have that. They have it in, I mean, they, they're passionate for the business, whether they're good at it or not. They were in high-profile stories in both WCW and WWE. And they started their own pro wrestling organization that is still going on today. So I don't yeah. I don't see how they don't qualify. I mean, so first of all, the WWE Hall of Fame has no qualifications. Right. If you look at who's in there and it's just whatever they want. So number 1, there's no qualifications. You and I could be in there this year and nobody would bat an eye. But I I feel like if there even are qualifications that ICP meets those qualifications. I feel that I mean, if Trump is in the Hall of Fame, why not put the clowns in? Why not put the clowns in? Send in the clowns. Trying to look up some more fun information. Oh, by the way, according to the FAQs, you do not have to be a Juggalo to participate in the Juggalo March. Are you going to go? No. No, I'm not going. I'm, I'm not marching. No. Sorry. There you have it, folks. He didn't stand with Standing Rock. <laughs> He won't march with the Juggalos. Hey, I made the fundraiser for Standing Rock. I was part of a whole fucking eight people that fucking showed up and paid. <laughs> it's nice to see how many people on fucking Facebook that post shit are willing to put their money up for it. Right. I was oh, yeah. Well, no. There. As soon as there's some kind of a commitment, you lose you lose most of the people's attention. Oh shit! Yeah. As sad as that is, it's true. 
As long as it's a fad, you're fucking golden. No, I'm, I guess I'm still sitting here trying to remember because I thought I was like, oh yeah, that's something I should say before we leave, and I, I can't remember it, so. I don't know. We're almost out of time, Loke. We are. So, uh, let's give a send-off to our folks here. You can catch us on Patreon. Wait, Wait a tick. We'll still be loving y'all like we always love you. As we end the show tonight, I do believe I'm going to play for the people watching on the YouTubes the song that I think is going to separate all the breaks at Holoblaze. Uh-oh. I have stumbled across the greatest thing in the world. And it is the 10-hour version of Human Music on YouTube. <laughs> human Music. I like How great music. would that be to beat every break? It's the only song you hear. That would be, would be awesome. Human Music. <laughs> it's cool, too, because it's kind of remixed. It's got some drum and bass to it. You know what, they got some really good remixes from all of the fucking Rick and Morty songs. Oh yeah, I think it's funny because I feel like every week it's a different person who puts it up too. Right. (laughs) You got it ready for your uh, YouTube? Oh, it's playing as we talk. All right. Well, with that being said, it's time for us to sign off. We're at two hours plus. Two hours and one minute. Holy shit. I like it. Anyways, uh, Beef Sticks Podcast live. I'm Fat Mac. I'm Pasty White. And we'll be right back right here next Thursday. Hope to see you there. We love you like a lovesick puppy. All right, folks. Until next time.